want us to go in our Bibles, if you have your Bibles there at the house, if you have your, um, your smart device, whatever it is that you're listening to right now, go with me to the book of John, chapter number 5, the book of John, chapter 5. I want to share with you just briefly tonight what I feel like that the Lord uh, has laid on my heart. I was I was listening to uh, a uh, another minister uh, last week, and he was talking about advice that was given to him uh, to prepare to get ready for to preach. And he said the best advice that was ever given to him was that he was trying to figure out what to preach on a Sunday morning one time, and so he picked up the phone and he called his dad, who was a pastor, and uh, asked him, he said, you know, he says, I, he says, I'm, he says I'm praying, I'm seeking the Lord, I'm asking the Lord uh, what he would have me to preach, and, and Dad, do you, can, you, can you help me out a little bit? What, what advice can you give me? And he said, my dad said, give him hope for tomorrow. Give him hope for tomorrow. And that's really what I want to share with you tonight. I want to give you hope for tomorrow. And uh, I want to share with you a few things that I feel like that the Lord has laid on my heart to bring to you tonight. And so as you're you're watching by social media, however that you are listening to this tonight, uh, you say amen, hit the like button, give give me a wave. Uh, and uh, and I know that uh, I know that the Lord is going to meet with us. John chapter five. Begin reading at verse number two. We're going to read several verses of Scripture tonight. John chapter five. Begin reading at verse number two. The word of the Lord says, "Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches." In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever that then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that, it, that he had, had been now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? The evident man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled, to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole, and took up his bed, and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. The Bible says that Jesus came to a place called Bethesda. And tonight, what I want to talk to you tonight simply is on this thought. I want to talk to you about the miracle at the house of mercy. The miracle at the house of mercy. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you tonight, Lord. 
God, we thank you for everyone that is watching by Facebook, for those that are here in attendance here tonight, Lord God. We know that you are in our midst. We know that you are there. We know that you are here. We know that you are omnipresent, that you are everywhere right now. God, that you are wherever the church has gathered together. And Father, I'm asking you, Lord, right now that this word would go forth. God, that you would bring hope to those that are listening. That you would bring peace and assurance to those that, that, that are listening and will be listening to this message. Father, we ask you, Lord God, that you would, you would touch those. Those that are in need of a miracle tonight. God, we praise you. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church says, Amen. And amen. So I want to talk to you tonight on the subject, the miracle at the house of mercy. Our text is found in John chapter number 5. In this, we read of the account of where John, uh, 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 that John writes where Jesus performs a miracle to a man that had been lame, that had been impotent for, uh, that had uh, had not been able to walk for for 38 years. And I don't know how you are feeling right now, but maybe that you find yourself in a season. Maybe you find yourself in a place. Maybe you find yourself in a predicament that has been long Oh, that has been long going on and you feel like that there is there's really no hope there you feel like that maybe that there that a miracle cannot come your way where you are at right now maybe you feel like that this may be your lot in life until until the Lord comes but I want to tell you tonight that as, as just as Jesus stopped by where this man was laid at the pool of Bethesda I believe that Jesus wants to come to where you're at tonight, wherever that you're watching. Maybe you're here in this sanctuary tonight, or maybe you're somewhere in this nation or in this world listening to this message, and you feel like that you're in a situation in your life, and you feel like that you're in a predicament in your life where it seems like that there is no hope, that there is no chance for you right now in our nation. It may seem like that things are bad. It may seem like if you read the reports on the news right now, it may seem like that there is no hope. But I've come by this place, I've come by way of social media to tell you tonight that just as Jesus brought hope to a lame man that was in a condition for 38 years, I want to tell you tonight that that same God wants to stop by where you're at to give you hope and to give you a miracle. And so in this, there are three things that I want us to look at. There are three things in the story in John chapter 5 that I want us to understand, that I want us to grab a hold to. So if you're taking notes tonight, if you're watching on social media, I want you to take down some notes because I want you to think about these three things. I want you to think about the setting. I want you to think about the sick. And I want you to think about the Savior. Again, in this, we find three important things that we are going to talk about tonight. I want us to talk about the setting. I want us to talk about the sick. And I want us to talk about the Savior. First of all, let's talk about the setting. In John chapter 5 and verse 2, the Bible says that at Jerusalem, by the sheep market, there is a pool called Bethesda. 
And the Bible says that this place was full, or it was full of multitudes of sick people. There were blind, there were halt, there were lame, there were impotent folks that were there. And the reason why that there was a great multitude at the pool of Bethesda is because that this place had a reputation. Bethesda had a reputation. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that at a certain time, at a certain season, an angel would come down and would trouble the waters. And as the waters were being troubled, those that were able to get into the water were made whole of the disease that they had. And so this place, Bethesda, had a reputation. But see, Bethesda means the house of mercy. If you do, if you do a word study on what Bethesda means, that's exactly what it means. Bethesda means the house of mercy. And so using that in the Hebrew tongue, Bethesda, the Bible says that those who knew about this place knew that this place was a house of mercy. They knew that this was a place that they could come to, that they could find that they could find relief for what was going on in their life. They could find relief for what was plaguing them. They could find they could find relief for the things that was going on in their life. And I got to thinking about that tonight, church, and I begin to ask myself, is are we considered a house of mercy? I know that there's not a lot of churches that are opening or are having live services right now as we speak. But I truly believe that every church, that every that every time that somebody comes in contact with us, that we ought to be a place of mercy. That we ought to be a place that people can come to and that people can receive what they need when they come to us and they call upon the church. We ought to be the Bethesda for them. We ought to have the reputation that when people see us, they know that this is a place that this is a place that the water is troubled that it is the place that, that that miracles can happen and I'm wondering tonight when people see you and when people see me do they see a church that is that 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 God is moving in and that God is working in so that when people come in contact with us they can receive what they need you see this place this setting this place called Bethesda it was a place that the, that the that those that were in need of healing they could come to because they could trade crutches for their for confidence they could trade in their hurting and they could receive a healing they could turn in their beds and they could receive a blessing they could turn in their limpings and they could receive leapings and I want to tell you tonight I believe that is that is exactly during this time that we're in in the season that we're in that that is exactly Exactly what God is wanting to do for us one more time. They want to. They want to see whether or not if God is going to come down and God is going to trouble the waters. And my goodness, I feel it in my soul right now. I believe that in the season that we are in, in this moment that we are in, even though that it may seem like that it is dark, even though that it may seem like that it is true that that, that these are perilous times right now. What I honestly believe that is happening right now is that God has come down and he's beginning to trouble the waters and he's beginning to he's beginning to shake up the things so that so that those that are 
are in need of miracles, those that are in need of healing, those that are in need of salvation, those that are in need of a touch of God, that God would reach down where we're at right now and would begin to do the work. And I want to tell you that are watching my Facebook right now, that are however that you're listening to this message, I want to tell you that hope is going to come to your house tonight. I want to tell you that hope and miracles can come by where you're at right now. I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what you're going through. You may feel like that you're in a very dark place right now, but my goodness, I feel the Holy Ghost while I am talking right now that where you are at right now, if you will just call out to God, if you'll just call on His name, I want to tell you that the house of mercy and the Lord can stop by where you're at and you can trade your burdens for blessings. You can trade, you can trade, you can trade your depression, you can trade your depression for joy because it is fullness of joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen. You see, the church ought to be the place, ought to be the place where we can receive our miracle. And in this place, this place had a reputation that it was the place they knew that if I could get there, God would be moving. And I want to tell you right now, even though that church doors are the church buildings, I don't want to say the church is closed, but right now church buildings are closed right now. Sanctuaries are closed right now. I want to tell you the church is more alive than ever. Amen. Amen. The church is more alive than ever. I posted on Facebook earlier today that we need to get back to the place that we need to understand that the church is not a dead organization. It is a living organism. Amen. Amen. They're saying amen here. I hope you're saying amen there at home. But that is the setting, a place of reputation. The second thing I want to talk to you tonight about is I want to talk to you about the sick. Because in this setting, in this place, we find a man that the Bible says has been sick for 38 years. He has been bound. He has been, he, he, is, he has not been able to walk. But here is the interesting thing. The Bible does not describe this man's disease. It doesn't tell us what his problem is. It simply tells us that he's just an impotent man. Anything could have been wrong with this man. So you know what that tells me? That tells me that no matter the problem, Jesus has already conquered it. Amen. Yes, amen. Amen. I tell you, if, 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 if this, I tell you, I want to I run around this place right now. But I want to tell you tonight that whatever the problem is, Jesus has already conquered. Whatever you're facing right now, I want to tell you tonight, Jesus has already conquered it. We may not know everything that you're facing right now. You're, what you're facing right now may be a secret and you may not want anybody to know what is going on. That's okay. But I want to tell you, whatever it is that you're going through, it may not have a name to it, but Jesus conquered it. And I want to tell you, there is nothing too hard that you're in the middle of right now that Jesus cannot fix for you. 
Jesus, we, we, I, I, I've heard it here in our church, here at Harvest Time, a number of times, when we anoint people and we pray for them, every once in a while I hear somebody say, there's a strike for that. Jesus took a strike on His back for that. And I want to tell you, whatever it is that you're facing tonight, I want you to know Jesus has already conquered that. And here at this pool we see a man. We don't know what he what exactly, we just know that he can't walk. We don't know what has put him in this condition. And Jesus stops by where he is at. Jesus, the Messiah, the great physician, stops by where he is at. And I don't know how you pictured it in your mind, but I think that he went there for a purpose. And that he went there to find that man. I don't believe that he, he just went there and just picked somebody out by happenstance or just, you know, just by choice. I believe that he was there for the purpose of that man. And Jesus looked at him and he said it like this. Do you want to get well? Do you want to be well? The King James says, Wilt thou be made whole? In essence, what Jesus was telling him, Do you want to get out of this predicament? Are you tired of living like this? Are you tired of being in this Position. And my goodness, I feel like I'm talking to somebody that's watching this right now. I want to ask you this question. Are you tired of the situation that you're in? Jesus right now is asking, are you fed up with the life that you're living? Are you fed up with Satan attacking your family? Are you fed up with, with, the, with the things that are, that are tormenting you? Because Jesus right now, even as I speak, is there right now wanting to do something for you. And this man looks at Jesus and he begins to make all sorts of excuses. And he has a dilemma and he expresses it. And he tells Jesus, he says, well, you've got to understand something. I don't have anybody to help me. Because when the water gets troubled, it's not that I don't have faith, but it's when the waters are troubled, I have nobody to help me in the pool. Right. And this shows me something. It shows me that we are dependent people. And there's nothing wrong with being dependent. We all need help from, from time to time. But I have also learned this, that sometimes God will get us to a, to a place in our lives where we're going to have to learn to stand alone. And nobody is going to be able to help us. There's nobody that can be a bridge over the troubled waters. There's only one that can be a shelter in the time of the storm. And sometimes Jesus will get us in the place of our lives when we have to come to the realization that He is our only hope. 
You may be watching tonight. You may be listening tonight. And you may have had your hope in a lot of different things. You may have had your hope in relationships. You may have had your hope in other things. You may have had your hope in people. But might I challenge you this evening to put your hope in Jesus. Because of the situation that you are in right now. In the situation that I am in right now. In the situation that our nation is in. That our world is in. Our only hope. It is not in Washington D.C. It is not in the CDC. It is not in the World Health Organization. What it is in is in Jesus Christ. That is who I have put my faith. That is who I have put my trust in. And I'm challenging you tonight. What you need to do. You may feel like that you're all alone. You may feel like that you have nobody to help you. But I say turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of this earth will slowly dim. And they will lose their view in the light of his wonder and of his grace. I want to tell you the moment that you call on Jesus. And the moment that you that you call his name. He, the Bible says that he will be a very present help in the time of your trouble. All you need to do right now where you're at is just say Jesus. I need you and he'll show up on the scene and he'll help you yes he will hallelujah yes he will not only do we see the setting not only do we see the sick but in this story we also see the savior and in this we find out that Jesus is the great physician the bible describes him as a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He comes tonight to those that feel like that they're forsaken. And tonight as you're listening to this message, you may feel like that you're forsaken. But I want to tell you, God comes to those that have been forsaken. I'll never forget this is not in my notes, but I feel like sharing this. I'll never forget. In 2007, I was sitting out by my pool one night at about 1 o'clock in the morning. Felt like at that moment that everybody that I had trusted, that I had put my confidence in, had turned their backs and walked away from me. As I was sitting there and I was contemplating, I was contemplating throwing in the towel. I was contemplating quitting. I was contemplating walking away from everything that God had called, called me to be and to do. And the Lord spoke to me as clear as could be. There was only, there's only been two times in my life I believe that God speaks. I don't believe, not all the time, God speaks in an audible voice. But I believe that there were two times in my life that there was a second, there was a second distinct audible voice. And on that night, I heard the voice of the Lord. It wasn't something that was in my mind. There was actually a second voice that began to talk to me in that room. And it called me by name and said, Jeremy, though you feel like that all others have left you and forsaken you, I need to remind you tonight that I promised that I would never leave you and that I would never forsake you. And I want to tell you tonight, he comes to those that feel like they are forsaken. They feel like that they are all alone. And I want to tell you tonight, if you feel like that everybody's left you, that everybody has abandoned you, and you have nobody to call on, that is the perfect moment for Jesus to stop by where you're at. 
Not only does he come to the forsaken, but he comes to the poor. Jesus said, blessed are the poor in spirit. We may feel like that we are poor. He comes to those that are messed up. In my notes here, I got real plain. And I said he'll even come to the perverted. Those, I know that we use that in, in other ways, but that just means the people who are just messed up. People who don't have it all together. People that don't, that, 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 that don't know how to fix their situation. And I want to tell you tonight, church, if you feel like that you, that, that it, that it, you, have, that you have just made a mess of things, I want to tell you God has come by to where you're at tonight. My goodness, I feel it. I feel it. I, I know that I, I know that maybe we're not supposed to feel this good on a live stream, but I'm telling you, I feel good tonight. I feel good because I want to tell you, God is wanting to come by where you're at. You may have made a mess of things. You may have you, 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 everything may be messed up in your life, but Jesus wants to come by. The Savior wants to come by where you're at. He comes by to the lowly, those that are down, those that are broken hearted. He said, call unto me, all you, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me for I am meek and lowly at heart. For my burden is easy, my load is light. And you'll find rest for your souls. So if you feel like tonight that you're in a low place, I want to tell you, a miracle can stop by where you're at tonight. Amen. And this man who has been laying there, who has been laying for 38 years in this predicament, Jesus stops by to where he is at, and he says, do you want to be made well? Do you want to be made whole? This man tells him, he says, I have nobody to put me in. And this is what I love about God. God will bypass your excuses. He said, I didn't ask you what your excuses were. I want to know, do you want to receive a miracle? Come on. And Jesus looked at him and gave him the instant command. He said, rise. Take up your bed and walk. It wasn't, I, I understand, listen, hear what this preacher is saying tonight. I understand that there are times that healings and miracles in life happen in a progression. But in this instant, in this moment, right. it happened instantly. And when I think about that, I think about this simple thing. It only takes one word to change your situation. And he told this man, rise. And I want to tell you tonight, it's time for you to rise. Yes, come on. That's good, come on, amen. That's, I'm preaching better than you're shouting right now. Amen. Man, if I were you, I'd take a lap around the kitchen table where you're watching at right now. Because I want to tell you, one word can change your situation. And I feel like that the Spirit of God is telling somebody that's watching here tonight, it's time for you to rise. And it's time for that thing 
that you've been laying on, that what was carrying you, it's time for you to get up and carry it. Hallelujah. My goodness. Because you've been laying on this for too long. And what this man was once laying on, what was carrying him, he now gets to pick up and he gets to carry. And I want to tell some, my goodness, I can't get by this right now. I want to tell somebody that's watching, it's time to rise. It is time to rise up. Church, it's not time for us to lay on our sick bed because of all the fear-mongering that's going on right now. It's time for the church to rise up. It's not time for us to be impotent. It's not time for you to be impotent. It's time for you to rise up. Because see, there is power when Jesus comes to where you are. And Jesus tonight wants to come to where you're at on this Wednesday night. Wherever that you're listening to, wherever, wherever that you may be at this moment, Jesus wants to come to where you're at and bring you a miracle. Because there is hope, there is healing, there is peace at the house of mercy. And anywhere He is at, there is a display of His power. Anywhere He shows up, His power is made demonstrate. I like the scripture in Acts where Peter is standing up and he's preaching at the house of Cornelius. And he says how Jesus, how, how, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost. Everywhere he went, he was doing good. He was healing all of them that were oppressed. He was setting the captive free. He was loosing the chains of bondage. And I want to tell you that same Jesus that did it back in the New Testament, did it back when he walked on the face of the earth as as God manifest in the flesh. That same spirit is evident here today, here tonight, wherever that you're at. And if he shows up where you're at, I tell you there is a demonstration of his power that will show up. Jesus speaks and miracles happen. Jesus speaks and miracles happen. And I want to bring it to a close this evening. And I want to ask you tonight, is Jesus speaking to you? Is Jesus speaking to you right now? Whatever that you're facing, whatever that you're dealing with, whatever that you're going through in this moment, is Jesus speaking to you right now? And I just, I just feel a special anointing right now. If you're listening or you're watching this message right now, if you're watching my Facebook right now and you feel like that God is speaking to you, you don't have to comment what it is. You don't have to tell us what it is. But right now, if God is speaking to you, either hit that like button or leave us a comment. Put a comment in there and just say, hey, Brother Jeremy, I feel like that God's speaking to me right now. It's okay. Listen, there's nothing to be ashamed of to say that we, that we need God to help us. There's nothing to be ashamed of. 
We've all been there. We've all have been in places in our lives where we've needed a miracle at the house of mercy. And just like Jesus spoke to this man in John chapter 5, Jesus wants to speak to you right now. Jesus wants to help you right now. So if he's speaking to you right now, we're getting ready to pray here in just a moment. And if he's speaking to you right now, again, just hit that like button, comment. You can even send us a message if you need to. You can send us a private message. Nobody will see it except us. And we'll stand in agreement and prayer for you. Here in the sanctuary where a handful of us are gathered, God may be speaking to some of us right now. But I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, God is speaking to somebody somewhere right now, even as I speak. So as we get ready to pray, if that is you, and you can say, Preacher, I believe God is speaking to me right now. I want you to know miracles can happen right now while Jesus is speaking. Amen. And so if you're watching right now by, by way of Facebook, I know this may seem cliche and we've seen, we've heard, we've heard tell of evangelists do this all the time. But what I want you to do, I want you wherever you're at, if God is speaking to you right now, and they're going to do it here in this sanctuary. I want you to stretch your hands toward that screen wherever you're at. And I want to pray for you. And I want to come in agreement with you in prayer. Hope for tomorrow. And I believe that hope is going to come to where you're at right now. So if you're listening and you can say, I believe God is speaking to me. Stretch your hands toward that screen as a point of contact and we are going to pray. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, for those that are in the sanctuary, for those that are watching by social media, I believe that you are speaking to people right now. There are people that are in need of hope. There are people that are in need of miracles. There are people that are, are in that that find themselves in situations that they never thought that they would find themselves in. But they need help right now. And right now I believe that the house of mercy is open, that the waters are being troubled. And right now, you are speaking to them. Make a miracle happen. Cause a miracle to happen right now in their lives. God, I believe that you're speaking to somebody. There's somebody, there's somebody watching right now. There's my goodness, there's somebody that's watching right now or is going to be watching this. And you ask God to let you know tonight that He hasn't given up on you. And I don't know if you're listening live right now or if it'll be at another time that somebody's listening, but I believe that somebody is going to be listening to this and they have said, God, 
I need to know that you are still there for me. And I want to tell you tonight, Jesus is getting ready to show up where you're at. I believe that with every fiber of my being. And tonight, I believe that God is getting ready to do it. I believe that God is getting ready to do a miracle for you. If God did something for you tonight, let us know. Comment that God has done something for us. Send us a message. Let us know what God... Give us a testimony of what God has done for you so that we can rejoice with you and so that we can so that we can uh, we can continue to pray for you we love you we appreciate you hold on to God because God is holding on to you and he said I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you we love you we appreciate you continue to worship with us Pastor Tony is going to come and it's going to lead us in the chorus of this song we love you and we appreciate you